following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Nosey, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier, and we are coming at you from a few different locales today, thanks to the power of technology. So grateful for that. Tyler, how are we living today? Pretty good. Pretty good, Russell. How about you? Doing pretty well. Excited to talk about the playoffs as they roll on this week. We've got the second round coming up on Friday. And uh, of course, we'll break down the first round. We are also going to, um, in just a few minutes, talk to Cane Ridge coach Eddie Woods. His team picked up a big 48 to nothing win over Gallatin in the first round. So excited to get to all that with you guys. Uh, but first, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. All right, let's bring in Cane Ridge coach Eddie Woods now. Like I said, he, his team is riding high, rolling into the second round of the playoffs. Eddie, how you doing this morning or this afternoon? I should say. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Great, doing great, Eddie. Doing well. Thanks for thanks for being here. And let's start with that 48 to nothing win over over Gallatin last week, Eddie. Um, did you guys think there was a chance the score would would end up being that lopsided? Um, we not really, uh, but at the same time, it does surprise me. You know. Um, We've been at this process for a long time. We lost the first round last year. We were pissed off. And um, we knew we wanted to come back and, 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 and make a statement win the first, that first round of the playoffs. And, you know, and surviving is the most important thing, but, uh, you know, uh, doesn't hurt to, to win in that fashion. Well, Eddie, you kind of uh, – this is Tyler. You sort of answered my question about how much motivation is <laughs> kind of being drawn from the, the first round exits. But I'm going to kind of pivot to something – How? You guys have a lot of seniors, and not just that, but a lot of them in, in key positions. When you look at the season, you know, the eleven and one record, just when you look at it on paper, it looks so looks so nice. How much of this is is attributed to overall experience? Well, overall experience is always good, you know. And um, I tell my guys all the time, you know, it doesn't mean anything you don't put the work in. And uh, these guys have been putting the work in for. Last couple of years, last year was the full season. Full, we had the full off season and everything that comes along with the off season in Metro. Um, so we're excited about the opportunity that we have in front of us. Uh, the scenes are we're just taking it one day at a time, and they're just trying to keep surviving every week. Uh, but we do have a couple of sophomores and juniors that's contributed big as well that we're excited about. And one of those key seniors is uh, Siobhan Abdullah, who, by the way, if, if anybody missed it, just won a couple of Super Bowl tickets. Uh, few weeks ago on the titans broadcast that was that was pretty awesome to see the presentation there with roger goodell and everything that was really cool everything's but, coming up good for siobhan i'm doing this year we're yeah this has been a, a memorable fall senior year yeah definitely <laughs> a time he's gonna remember but for eddie for you guys he does everything he's a quarterback a kicker a punter how important has his continued development been to your your team's overall success this year man extremely important um you know that guy's put a lot of work in um you know he, he's uh, he's he's taking a lot of a lot of heat from me because I know uh, that position had to get better from last year, and uh, he responded to it very well. He's matured each game. I know if you, if you watch each game, 
you know, uh, from a quarterback standpoint, he's mature each game, and we, we really need that going to the playoffs. But he's a, such a clutch kicker, man, and I think he's accurate from 35 to 40 yards out from hash to hash, which is big for us as well. And, um, you know, he can punt, too. He can do everything. But, you know, we talk about roles and being of service, man. We didn't. We took all of, you know, the eye stuff out, you know, recruiting all those things. That's great. But, you know, we want to just talk about serving and, 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 giving, and giving what we have to the program, whether it's a big role, small role, whatever. And uh, we, they just been buying to that mantra. That's what we've been riding on all year. Mose Phillips III. Uh Offense and defense, a guy that can can really do both well. He recently picked up a Power Five offer from Virginia. I know he's been kind of pa- he's been pretty patient for that Power Five offer in this recruiting process. Eddie, can you explain where he's improved since last year? Um, every, everywhere. Uh, you know, his reaction. The game is slower to him because he's been playing for three years now, so that's that's a given, and that's 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 true for most of our seniors, like Reg Goodlow and not the rest of those, Byron Davis, the rest of those guys as well. Um, but just um, he's extremely hard work. He's had an old school work ethic, man. Um, just just he works his butt off. He's already a cerebral kid, and, and he's come more and more smart at the game. So he kind of sees it, you know, uh, before it happens. And uh, that's that's what's re- he's really improved with his with his instincts. Just being a season, not being too smart sometimes. It's like smart guys, they'll play slower. But uh, he's he's really picked it up in the end. And your defense is coming off of three straight shutouts now and is only allowing about 13 points per game for the season. I'm curious, is there something about that group that's intimidating, that's that's made life difficult for opponents, or, or where is that competitive advantage coming for you guys on the uh, defensive side? Well, first and foremost, uh, Moses' dad, Moses, uh, he's a defense coordinator. And he's he's uh, put a lot of work in with those guys, uh, really challenging, because uh, we had and, uh, you know, like I said, on their defense, and they just got back to their hard-nosed Cambridge way. You know, we we not on the flash stuff. We're going to line up, we're going to hit you. And uh, that started last November when we started the way we're on. We got, we got, we got to work right away. Uh, we'd love to end it last year. And uh, what comes along with the way we're on, we just want to be physical. We want to make sure people understand that we're going to be awesome. going to to the X and O part of it, be disciplined. I think the discipline, uh, you know, we've had some bus here and there, but as people, but we're going to be physical. That's, that's one thing we pride ourselves on. You mentioned him earlier, Eddie, Byron Davis. You, you have several guys who can stretch the field, and he's really one of them that – I don't know, seems maybe like uh, somebody that's just not getting a ton of recognition uh, or maybe just hasn't put up massive numbers. But what's it mean to your guys to, you know, when you when you look at him to have a, uh, you know, there's a lot of speed on that team. And where 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 does Byron rank in terms of fastest? He's probably fast on the team, I I would say, Uh, for sure. Um, Such a strong kid. But our skill guys, it's mandatory they run track. So they're no strange to you know, working on speed and, and, and increasing speed over the offseason. Uh, it's mandatory those guys do that. Um, so he just, you know, he's extremely hard work as well. Uh, I think by Moe's being the worker he is, it's kind of rubbed off on all the other guys as well. And they see the aftermath of it. But I want to address one thing. I don't I don't understand, you know, we, we put our kids out a whole lot. Um, I don't know why it's so slow to recognize for him, but that obviously he can play the hell of a corner. Um, he plays nickel. He plays slot. He plays in the backfield. He can even play on the outside because he's fast, he's compact, and strong. But I don't understand the recognition of it. I, I, a lot of things I don't really, uh, agree with on the, on the recruit. All about stars and things like that. Nobody, to, in my opinion, really truly evaluate kids. And if you like, 
about who else likes the kid. I think it's all just it's just crazy. But uh, you know, I told him to keep the faith and keep pushing. He's starting to keep up here, and uh, God's gonna put him where he needs to be. And, I, and he understands that. So this Friday is the rematch with Clarksville uh, in the second round here, and of course, like he said, you guys were pretty upset after after losing last year. What does it mean to your guys to have this chance uh, against the team that, that put you out of the playoffs last year? Well, uh, obviously, you know, it, it's an opportunity for us to, to go out and, you know, kids, you know, obviously somebody put you out. There's going to be motivation for anybody. But um, the, 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 the more important thing is that we, we don't go out early and, and we die hard. We didn't do that last year. We went out early. We didn't really die hard. You know, we kind of gave that game away. Um, but we're back to that, that mindset. Uh, we're just excited to be able to advance in the second round and, and hopefully we can advance in the third round. But uh, I'll be lying to you if I want to the game. I hard. I, that maybe you guys can have a uh, maybe a picture of Bruce Willis that you can slap before you go out of the locker room <laughs> exactly. every day. Um, last thing, Eddie, we're going to get you out of here. going to put you on the spot a little bit. Who's the best player your team has faced this season and, and why? Ooh, we got a lot of them. Um, Let's see. Now, I'll tell you this. I, the, the kid from TCA is good as advertised. The, um, um, the kid that the, the receiver has committed to Vanderbilt. Um, God, I can't remember his name. Who's he <laughs> playing for? Junior Cheryl. CPA. London Humphreys. London Humphreys, yeah. Humphreys, Humphreys. I'm so sorry. I apologize. No, I, I, mean, you guys, I We know you guys just yeah. sit there and look at – I mean, some t- coaches just look at numbers. I mean, there's coaches that just know their own players <laughs> by numbers. But, I mean, what was it about, <laughs> London, what was it about London, Eddie? Speed or what? It was a speed, but, you know, the route running ability. Uh, you know, we, we got guys that can cover. And uh, he, <laughs> we ran man a couple of times. He made us pay. In the zones, he knows how to get in zones. He knows how to find zones and, and run down the scene. It's, it's certain small things you do to, to if you know if a kid's really taught. And uh, that kid's been taught well, and they, they don't surprise me. You know, Ingles a hell of a coach, but he has a, he is fast. And I seen him run the state track meet last year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, he, he you know some guys have track speed and football speed. He has both, uh, but he's really really good. He really impressed me. The tight end they had was really good too. Um, but I mean, even the guy at Smyrna, uh, Ariel Carr does that. He's trying to do it all for him, but he is tough and he's good too, especially linebacker, man. He's really physical. So, uh, we play against a few guys this year. That's a good list. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, Eddie, thanks for taking some time for us today and, uh, congratulations on all, all the success you guys have had so far and, and best of luck here in the second round. We're, we're going to be, uh, watching that Clarksville game with, with a lot of, uh, intrigue. Okay, we really appreciate it, guys. This is we appreciate you guys. You bet. All right, that's that's been Kane Ridge football coach Eddie Woods. I believe we're gonna have Brady McIntyre covering that game on Friday. Should be should be a fun one out there in Antioch. And uh, before we get to our takeaways and our picks for the second round, we are gonna go ahead and take a quick break. So we'll see you in just a second. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. 
So the first round is in the books, and I don't know if we learned a ton, Tyler, because things kind of went as they were supposed to. There were not a whole lot of upsets. In fact, 22 of the 25 teams in our Main Street Preps top 25 rankings all won, and I believe at least one or two of those teams that lost were um, lost to other ranked teams. So anyways, but all that said, what what kind of stuck out to you from last week? Uh, Billy, give me some help on this script here, would you? Sorry. Oh yeah, my bad. I'll take the blame for that. There is a technical. Uh, <laughs> there is a technical component to to having a podcast and a show. That's just a little inside look there. Uh, I, for me, I saw East Nashville for the first time, and the issues that we sort of uh, were kind of discussed a little bit going at, you know, about their two game losing streak were a little more clear. There have been personnel losses on the offensive line and a couple other places on on the offense that I think are really. Oh, what should I say? I mean, it's just a hard thing for a team to overcome when you have two offensive linemen that have played all year suddenly gone. And when there's no protection, the whole offense changes. So I thought the issue for the Eagles came became a little more clear and uh, they were able to win a close one against White House. And I think that's just the kind of the mantra from here on out. They're a little bit pieced together. Just try to find a way to win, even if it's ugly. So uh, and they've still got some weapons. So it'll, I'm really interested to see how far that team can go. Um, I thought a little bit about what could have been with Ravenwood. Uh, four-star quarterback Chris Parson really wanted to play last week. Uh, kind of the, what was coming out of Raven was that he was <laughs> begging to play. And that's just a guy who he is kind of a gamer type player. I haven't spoken to him a lot. He just loves to compete. He's not a guy that's going to try and sit out the rest of a, a season just so he can get to play call, you know, get to college. But Obviously, the coaching staff at Ravenwood had to consider that because he's got a future in front of him at Mississippi State. So I just sort of started to think what could have been with Ravenwood, a team that played a tough schedule, uh, went up against the NBAs and put forth a good effort there, put forth a good effort against Oakland. You just you sort of wonder what might have been had that team stayed healthy. Last takeaway, not really a takeaway from the previous week, but more of kind of an observation and a development this week. Uh, Franklin Road Academy's quarterfinal opponent, uh, Chattanooga Christian, is going to be without Mr. Football semifinalist Boo Carter. He's no longer enrolled at the school per the, ch- per the Chattanooga Times Free Press. That is a big shakeup in the D2AA race, which I know we all sort of think and believe pretty strongly that Lipscomb's the firm favorite, but that smooths FRA's path to the semifinals. If, of course, granted, you still got to go out and win on Friday, but. Uh, Carter's a big loss. I mean, that's a guy who had offers from Ole Miss, Michigan, and LSU, among others. So very interesting, uh, very interesting thing to to sort of change a playoff race there. I, that's pretty rare. But Carter wasn't with the team last year for the uh, or last week for the first round. So it's a very, very interesting situation. Yes, yeah, <clears throat> certainly looks like that's FRA's opportunity to jump there. I mean, um, they had a great season. I think I believe only one loss here in Justin Geisinger's first year, and uh, I don't think anybody was expecting that you know their turnaround to happen this quickly. But it has, and now that they're this far, they've got an opportunity like that. Um, it's theirs. It's theirs for the taking. So, anyways, uh, like I said at the top here of this segment, first round pretty much went as we thought, but um, the second round will not be as forgiving. You know, there's going to be some really good teams that get sent home. Looking at our rankings, there are. Um, five matchups between ranked teams that are, that are on tap. So at least five ranked teams are, will be, uh, you know, cleaning out their lockers after Friday. So um, should be interesting to see who that is and who, and who moves on. Um, another development, 
you know, speaking of Chris Parson, uh, one of his counterparts there at the top of the quarterback class in the area, Kenny Minchie was able to return from an injury after missing six plus games uh, due to a due to a shoulder issue. Uh, and that was huge for Pope Prep. He came right in, threw for 225 passing yards and four touchdowns to help them beat Briarcrest. And I think this gives them uh, more than a fighting chance against Brentwood Academy this week in the Division II AAA quarterfinals. So, uh, you know, big development for Pope Prep there. And, and also hat, hats off to Chet Lax. You know, uh, he really held down that position. I wrote about him last week while Minshew was out. And, and then, you know, the Knights were able to go 3-3 three and three during that stretch to really kind of keep their season afloat. Um, cause you know, like we saw with Ravenwood, it's really tough when you lose a leader and, and, you know, kind of a generational talent like that at quarterback. And lastly, speaking of the division two double a race, um, you know, some intrigue there with FRA, I think also CPA too. Can't forget about them. Uh, Ingle Martin and his team took down Boyd Buchanan and Gary Rankin. And I know Gary Rankin just got there obviously first year at Boyd Buchanan, but he immediately elevated that program, made them into a much better team this year. So that was a good win for CPA, and and now CPA's pass to the Blue Cross Bowl doesn't look so bad. I mean, uh, they're got, it's going to be, you know, there's still good teams there. Don't get me wrong, Lausanne, and then possibly a rematch if, with FRA if they're able to get through. But I think that's certainly a path that CPA could handle if it plays well, and uh, would not be shocked if they, you know, make it back to the Blue Cross Bowl once again. Yeah, you made an interesting. You know, you talked about. I'm going to go back to the Kenny Minchie thing, but what a, you, and Chet Lax did do a great job. And back and backup duty, but how about Minchie just coming back and just throwing up 225 passing yards and four touchdowns? He did have yeah. a couple of interceptions, but I think that the picks are kind of to be expected. But after a shoulder injury and that much time out, I don't think anybody uh, would have been surprised or you know would have. I think it would have been completely ex- fine if Minchie would have come out and had like a you know a seven of fifteen night for less than 200 yards just because he hadn't had any game action. So really interesting that he sort of. Uh, is so automatic. And then all of a sudden that race is interesting because Pope will, will get a chance against Brentwood Academy to also all of a sudden his playoff outlook changes. So it's that, that, that return from injury is certainly really interesting. Definitely. And we will make a pick for that game right on the other side after this message from the Tennessee highway safety office. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? As promised, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that Pope Prep at Brentwood Academy matchup to here to lead off our previews and picks segment. Tyler, this game has been an absolute classic the last two years in 2020 and 2021 when they met in the playoffs. Both games were decided by a field goal. And I don't know about you, but I would not be shocked if that is the case now, especially that Kenny Minchie is back and healthy at quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a... What a quarterback match. And Kenny Minchie versus George McIntyre. 
I mean, if you haven't seen George McIntyre this year, and Russell, this I think will be your first time mm-hmm. seeing him. I mean, it those that's a those are just two classy stand-up quarterbacks. I mean, we just look at how they play, their stature. I mean, both have college football careers ahead of them. Um, that's going to be really, really good. Kenny coming back from injury there to to help give us that matchup. I, I need to go shake his hand. Um, <laughs> Russell, what's your pick there? Well, I don't think Cody Cody White's going to be shaking his hand, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. My my pick is still Brentwood Academy twenty eight to twenty four. I think Brentwood Academy finds a way to pull this thing out, but you know, I I would not be shocked at all if, if Pope Prep is right there at the end. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of it's feels just kind of like a toss up game, like you mentioned with the way it's it, they've gone the last couple of years. Hard hard to figure out, but I like Brentwood Academy thirty five thirty two. Simply the fact that. I like that team at home, uh, along with George McIntyre, a younger guy, doesn't have to go on the road in the playoffs. He gets to be where everything's really familiar to him. But I I, I kind of agree. I think it's going to be one of those wild games. Take the over. Take the over. Yeah. That's right. That's that's Billy Derrick, our producer. For for those wondering <laughs> who that voice is coming from above, that's he's right there. So he's he makes this show happen, and we appreciate it. Moving on to our next game, and this Tyler, this is going to be a big one too, with a lot of intrigue. White County at Nolensville. Of course, White County is led by Malachi Dowell, a uh, Mr. Football semifinalist and running back who's just having a monster year. And Nolensville, they've we've documented them well. We've had Coach Paul Derrick on the show before. Um, they've been a juggernaut this season. Yeah, I like Nolensville twenty-eight twenty-one. I I'll be at that game. Russell, am I thinking that right? Is that, that's what we planned, right? You're yes. just, trying to, make, you're, there. You're just yeah. trying to make me jealous. I did the top games earlier. I was working on them, and I think I forgot where I was going to be. But that is correct. That's where I'll be. I'm really excited to see Malachi Dow, and I think he has a big game. I think he has one of his classic big games, but I, I think Nolensville's offense is just going to kind of be the difference. Uh, I'm going to go deeper on my prediction. I'm going to say Kobe Walton hits uh, Chance Fitzgerald for a late score to uh, to win this one. All right, we're going to hold you to that. And and I'm I'm with you though. Nolansville, I've got them winning 35 to 28. And this is something we haven't talked about a ton, but how about their defense? You know, their defense is only allowing 12 points per game. Their offense kind of gets all the love with the playmakers they've got. Chance Fitzgerald, Dylan Northcutt, uh Samson Johnson, Kobe Walton, deservedly so. Those guys deserve it, but uh the defense has kind of low key been uh very difficult to crack this year, and that's been huge for them. So I think Against Malachi Dowell, that's that's what you need. You need a defense that can come up with some stops, and I think Nolensville gets enough of them here. Yeah, and turnovers. I don't. I haven't looked at those numbers in a while, but midway through the year when we talked to Paul, those turnover numbers were good, and that's a great recipe just to keep winning. If you can get a couple a game, you know, cup two is probably pretty good. I mean, that, that's a good number just to get per game, and uh, that's going to win you some. That's going to get you some victories. Now, how about Clarksville at Canridge? That's the game that we talked about with Eddie. Um, rematch of last year's first round game that kind of surprised us all when Clarksville went to Cane Ridge and, and knocked him off there in the first round. Yeah. And how, and you know, Cane Ridge just, I, I didn't see that game last week, but to, to beat Gallatin 48 to nothing, uh, Gallatin's maybe not a juggernaut, but what a, I mean, that's a still a team that has played some others close and 48 to nothing is a really impressive score. I'm going to take Cane Ridge 2417 uh, it's a deep and experienced group with a, a defense th- uh, that we kind of talked about that maybe overlooked a little bit allowing just 12.8 points per game and was really interested to hear Eddie's answer to who's the fastest on the team because it's really a group that has 
several of those speedster type guys. I'm all, that's always what I'm curious in is who the, who the fastest is of the group. And I thought Byron Davis would be toward the top. I've, I've seen him make some great plays this year. I think I've seen Cambridge like four times. Um, but so I was interested to hear that. And he is a guy that can burn you. Uh, and I, I never really thought about that impact on defense either. So he's obviously making a, a difference on that side of the ball too. Yeah, they have quite a bit of team speed there. And uh, I'm with you. I think Kane Ridge is going to take this one. I've got them winning 30 to 21. This feels like, I mean, we don't even have to say it. Eddie said it for us. This has got revenge game written all over it. And I just feel like the Ravens are going to find a way to to pull this one out into a tone for, for that loss last year. And finally, Paige at Mount Juliet. Um, man, this is another game that had a hard time picking might be a bit of a toss up, but I got to see Paige last week and I was really impressed with them and their first round win over Green Hill. Um, you know, maybe this is recency bias from from me having seen them, but I feel like they're gonna find a way here. And I've got them uh winning this game 35 to to 31. Uh they were without running back Ethan Cunningham last week. I believe he was injured. Uh but with the offensive line that they've got led by Ronan o- O'Connell who's been piling up all kinds of offers lately. Uh, Colin Hurd is a mobile quarterback, and they've got Caden Walker, Walker and Brendan uh, Anes as well, kind of a by-committee approach there to fill in for Ethan Cunningham. And that uh, that trio right there was really difficult for Green Hill to, to, to stop, and uh, I think Mount Juliet's going to have some problems with it as well. Yeah, I had kind of a tough time picking this one as well. Mount Juliet has a, this knack for getting into close games, and this year has been able to to pull them out and finish them off. So that to me st- looks like a good trait to have in like the second round of the playoffs, the quarterfinals where these games start to get tight. If you have the, the chemical makeup of a team that can pull out those games, that's really important this time of year. Having said that I, I'm going with page two thirty eight thirty four. I think Hurd has a, uh, a big game. He's, as you mentioned, he's got that big line up front that that'll help make the difference. Uh, believe the Patriots will will keep marching toward a, what they hope is a, a second appearance in the class, a second straight appearance in the class five, a finals. Um, just, I think that a, a, a program that's really got a little culture going right now. And there are a lot of guys left over from that team last year that maybe we did, we overlooked a little bit and they were so important in that, in that run. Um, while, you know, we all kind of really gave a lot of the focus to Jake McNamara at quarterback and what he was able to do for them. But Obviously, there were guys waiting in the wings to help give Paige another competitive season like this. So I like them to move on. Yeah, Colin Hurd was one of their star linebackers. I believe we had him on our all-mid-state team as a linebacker. Now he, here he is as quarterback, putting up equally great numbers on that side. So right. uh, been, a, been a great season for Paige so far. There is our picks, at least for four of those big games that, that we're looking forward to this Friday. You can see all of our picks along with all of our uh, colleagues' picks at MainStreetPreps.com starting Wednesday, we'll have uh, picks for 10 of the top area playoff games. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And, uh, you know, signing day is Wednesday, so we'll have all kinds of coverage, including a big list of where everybody's heading. We'll have that on Wednesday as well. So you want to stay tuned in to MainStreetPreps.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MainStreetPreps. Like us on Facebook by searching Main Street Preps. Thanks for listening, and I want to remind everybody on the way out that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. We'll see you back next time on Main Street Preps this week.